<clears throat> Hello. Good morning, February 6th. This is Pray With Me. Let's get these blessings started. I'm your host, Pamela Staten, and I'm dedicating today's podcast to, I got a list, <laughs> to Sandy, to Francesca, to Daryl, and Jordan and Chris, and then also my my spiritual mentor, Bobby, and boy, did he spank me. I'm going to share um, some good nuggets. Um, I believe that God sends messages through him to me, aside from also what I hear from the Lord. Okay, I'm going to tell you. Let us pray first. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Okay. Remember from a distance? (laughs) I'm going to say it again. From a distance, the world looks blue and green and the snow-capped mountains white. From a distance, the ocean meets the stream and the eagle takes to flight. From a distance, there is harmony, and it echoes through the land. It's the voice of hope. It's the voice of peace. It's the voice of every man. From a distance, we all have enough, and no one is in need. And there are no guns, no bums, and no disease no hungry man to feed. From a distance, we are instruments marching in a common band, playing songs of hope, playing songs of peace. There are songs of every man. God is watching us. God is watching us. God is watching us from a distance. From a distance, you look like my friend, even though we are at war. From a distance, I just cannot comprehend what all this fighting is for. From a distance, there is harmony, and it echoes through the land It's the hopes of hope. It's the loves of love. This is the heart of every man. Every man. God is watching us. God is watching us. God is watching us from a distance. Oh, God is watching. God is watching. God is watching us 
from a distance. Amen and hallelujah. Right? Okay. My spiritual mentor told me, he said, Pamela, you are on a crusade to save souls. He said, God has given you this specific assignment. So, you know, I know that I'm being obedient to God and I am listening to God. And I guess I needed Bobby to just kind of spell it out. He also went on to say, he said, if you only love people who love you, then what have you accomplished? And that is so true. He said, I am to prepare for the judgment seat. All of us should, because at the end of our lives, we will have to explain our actions. And then, um, because Bobby listens. (laughs) So anyway, he said that I had been encouraging my listeners to give. And he just wants to emphasize that when you give, just give. Do not expect to get things back. Just give, just give, just give, just give. And I agree. And lastly, everything we do is being recorded by God. And he is keeping count of how many people did we tell about Christ. Amen. Be right back with the rest of our program. Okay, all of my listeners should have a Bible. Make sure that you have a Bible by your side, even if it's something you put your right hand on while you're doing your prayers, while you're listening to this podcast, before you head out the door, because we are going to be digging into that Bible, because that is your strength and wisdom. Okay, when is it appropriate time to praise the Lord? Okay. And this is from the Charles F. Stanley um, Bible, Principles Bible. What is it called? Life Principles Bible. Okay. We are to praise the Lord often, regardless of your circumstances. Many people exalt him when something good happens to them or when they receive an unexpected blessing. But the Lord is worthy of our adoration at all times, in all circumstances. But we never should praise him on the basis of our circumstances. We exalt him because he is worthy of our devotion and because we love him. Therefore, praise him on the basis of who he is in the midst of our circumstances. Don't limit your worship to the songs that you sing at a Sunday service. 
praise the Lord often in both words and songs that you create spontaneously even. All around you at all times, you can find countless things for which to praise God. So look for those things and throughout the day, voice your heartfelt praise and thanksgiving to Him. Please. When you ride alone in your car or get into an empty elevator, sit alone in your office or workspace, or find yourself alone in your home, take every opportunity to voice praise to the Lord for who He is. Honor Him for what He has done through the ages, for what He has done in your life and in the lives of your loved ones, and for what you know without the doubt is going to happen through the Lord's doing and will do for you both now and throughout all eternity. You can never run out of things in which to praise the Lord. When you voice your gratefulness to God, you open yourself up to experiencing the presence of God with you. The Bible tells us that the Lord is enthroned in the praises of his people. So the greater your praise, the smaller your problems will appear. The more frequent your praise, the less you will find yourself with time to worry or feel anxious. The more you praise him, the more you are going to see things worthy of his praise. As you exalt him, your entire attitude will shift from an unhealthy eye focus and problem focus to a healthy and joyful God focus and answer focus. So take a cue from the prophet Isaiah and proclaim, O Lord, you are my God. I will exalt you. I will praise your name for you have done wonderful things. Your counsels of old are faithfulness and truth. Amen. Obey God and leave all the consequences to him. Yes. Our intimacy with God, his highest priority for our lives determines the impact of our lives. Our intimacy with God determines the impact of our lives. Amen. I love it. Amen. Okay. In Touch Magazine, taking us in a little different direction. But it says, have you ever found yourself disappointed with where life has brought you? When that happens, instead of immediately going into problem-solving mode, it's often helpful first to grieve what's been lost. Consider, for example, the Hebrew people whose situation changed dramatically when a new pharaoh came to power. 
suffering under the harsh oppression of slavery, they cried out and their cry for help because of their bondage ascended to God. Far from being indifferent, the Lord listened to their lament and freed his people with stunning displays of power. In a similar way, we are invited to grieve with the Lord. He is not disappointed when we share our frustrations with him. It keeps the dialogue open and lets him into our sorrow. The important thing is to stay connected to God no matter what we may be feeling. Mm -hmm. It is better to express our negative feelings to the Lord than to express none at all. Make sure that you share everything with him today. Amen. Okay, let's lift ourselves up with a prayer from the wilderness. And this one is a meditation for peace. Amen. That's my favorite word. It's my favorite space to be in. I love peace. Okay, close your eyes, bow your head. Dear Lord, last night I went to bed with anxiety and troubles in my heart. I know that was not you, nor is it your desire for me. So as I begin this new day, February 6th, I pray your peace will surround me and enter into my spirit. You have blessed me with a new dawning. My body is not in pain, yay. No trauma exists in my life, yay. And my loved ones are safe, yay. No, everything is not perfect, but I desire to rest in your peace and recognize the many ways that you are visible in my life. Before I start this day, I already know I do not want to bring yesterday's frustration into today's divine blessings. So Father, I appeal to you for the peace of God, which pathes all understanding. I surrender my finances, my worries, my loneliness, and any weapon the adversary will throw at me to your power and to your peace. As you answer my request, I pray I will become fixated on your presence and my connection to you. Lord, as I enter into your perfect peace, please stay close to me. I do not desire to be out of your presence. I want to experience you in every situation throughout the day. When a crisis arises, let peace rule. When I become frazzled, send peace to rescue my spirit. When tears form in my eyes, let peace wipe them away. Father, I love you. I am filled with gratitude for the love you give so freely. I thank you for my lovely daughter, Nicole, and the peace that accompanies your presence. In the name of Jesus, I pray, amen. Isaiah 26, 
You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Trust in the Lord forever, for in the Lord is everlasting strength. And Philippians 4, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue, and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate only on these things. Amen. Be right back in a moment to continue. And God's purpose for your life has a strong message today. It says not hearing due to unbelief. I've often said that listening to God is essential to walking with him. However, there are times when we think I've been listening and can't hear a thing from the Lord. Why don't we hear him? We're gonna consider some common reasons for this. The first is the Lord has spoken and we can't believe his answer, so we think we heard him wrong. This is a faith issue. The inadequacies, adverse circumstances, and lies that are planted deep within us have convinced us that God won't really come through. We cannot see how he will accomplish it, so we disregard what we've heard. This happened when the people of Israel left Egypt and traveled to the promised land. When they arrived, they discovered residents in the land were numerous and very strong. The Israelites were so frightened by their enemies that they gave up without even trying to take hold of their inheritance. Don't make their mistake and miss the promise. You don't have to know how God will accomplish what he's promised you. Just that he's never gone back on his word. Listen to him. Listen for him. And trust what he tells you. Just listen. Jesus, I believe you. I know you can do all that you've said. Confirm your word to me. Amen. Awesome. We're going to get a couple more of those this next couple days. Okay. God's promises. Psalm 18. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my strength in whom I will trust. God is strong. He's solid as a rock, protective as a fortress and a shield. He is your place of shelter. His strength is perfect and complete. It's a resource that cannot be exhausted. 
and it's available to you. So whenever you feel absolutely weak and defeated, vulnerable to sin or depression or failure, draw on his strength, run to him. Run to him. I love it. Amen. Amen. And God's way day by day. All of these readings are just so inspiring, so grounding, just such a blessing. I really hope that you enjoy them. Romans 5.1 Having been justified by faith, We have peace with God through our Lord, Jesus Christ. God wants us to respond to him out of love and devotion. Our motivation in serving others is to be solely because we love God, not because we think we have to do certain good works to please God. When you love a person, you are quick to see what you can do to show that person how much you love him or her. That's far different from doing things for a person so that the other person might approve of you, like you, or love you. The same is true for your relationship with God. He already loves you. He already likes you. And he already approves of you. Nothing you can do will change that. There shouldn't be anything that you feel you have to do to win God's approval. Amen. How awesome are those words? Awesome words. There shouldn't be anything that you feel you have to do to win God's approval. Love it, love it, love it. (laughs) Okay. I love my little book here. Okay, here's one, Magnifying Life. Jesus' mother knew that she was the object of God's favor and mercy. That knowledge produced humility. Try as we might, we can't produce this humility in ourselves. It is our natural tendency to be self-promoters, to better our own reputations. We need the help of the Spirit to remind us that God has favored each of us with his presence. He did not have to come to us in Christ, but he did. He has chosen to set his love on us. His life redeemed ours, and he sanctifies us. We are recipients of the action of his grace. Christ Jesus, help me to remember what you have done for me and desire for others to see and know you. Amen. We have a choice to make. We can either live life in fear or live life by faith. Fear and faith cannot coexist. Jesus Christ has conquered our greatest fear death. He rose victorious and has given us eternal life through faith. Knowing this truth enables us to courageously face our fears, 
There is no fear that cannot be conquered by faith. Let's not panic, but trust the Lord instead. Let's live by faith and experience the victory that has been given to us through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Lord, you alone know my fears. Just help me to trust you more. May I walk in the victory that you have purchased for me. Amen. And so back to what my mentor said in closing. Prepare for the judgment seat. For when we come to the end of our lives, we're going to have to explain our actions. So when you give, just give. You cannot expect to get things back. Just give. Thank you for coming to pray with me. This has been wonderful, heartwarming, eye-opening, just all good things, I hope. Feeling good again today, so I hope you are as well. Please come back tomorrow so we can kickstart your day. And um, I'll see you then. Bye for now.